Hired by a mysterious party, three individuals make their way towards the snowy wilds of Athfar to meet their contact. Their job, unknown. But the promise of pay and adventure is high. Thrust together by fate or chance, join us as our story takes our three adventurers on an epic journey across the continent. Hi, welcome back. I hope everyone had a great Easter. Uh, where we last left off, our characters were... They had a bit of a run-in in an alley and fled the city very quickly, just in case they were followed. After making their way through the woods, they have now found themselves, quite literally, at a cliffhanger. And that's where we'll pick up. So you fall for what feels like five or six minutes, but it's not. It's quite quick. And you are able to grab vines and slow your fall and you all slam into the side of the cliff. There are some outcroppings that you can get to quite quickly, but you do lose two days of rations between the three of you. Jesus! Jesus doesn't <gasps> exist. <laughs> is, it, is everyone okay? I'm going to look down. Just how far are we? So you're about 20 feet from the top and about 150 feet from the bottom. Oh, so we're like stuck in vines. N no, you're like you've grabbed hold of vines and roots that are protruding from the cliff, from sure. things growing on it, and there are like outcroppings of rock, like smaller cliffs that you are kind of just sitting on, but you're pretty much braced against the side of the cliff. Are we on the same outcropping? Leonette's on like a different one because the three of you wouldn't fit, but you and Kodak are on the same one. Can we climb up? You can try. I, I will attempt to climb up. Okay, that'll be an athletics check for me. All right. So my athletics is, I believe I have a bonus of a plus. I've got a bonus of something for athletics. I know that much. You have a plus six to athletics. I thought so, which means that that is a... 26, non, uh, nat 20. Oh, yeah, you're fine. You are able to climb up to the top of the cliff easily. I will look down and see where Kodak and Katya are. They're pretty much exactly where you left them. <laughs> do, you, do you guys need some help? I will fashion like a rope and just throw my rope down. To you do them. have a rope in your pack. I will throw a rope. That's what I mean. Like I'll take out my yeah. rope and I'll throw it down to I'm going to attempt to use my climber's kit. Okay, yeah. So that's athletics with advantage, I believe. Damn dice roll off the bloody desk again. Um, just having a quick look. Um, no, it's good. I'll double check it. You can use the climber's kit as an action to anchor yourself. When you do, you can't fall more than 25 feet from the point where you anchored yourself, and you can't climb more than 25 feet from that point without undoing the anchor. Gonna make an anchor on the rocky outcropping. You said it was only twenty feet. Yeah, twenty top, feet correct? from the top. Yeah. Uh, Katia, after you. Uh, I will attempt to climb up. So that's just. It'll just be a straight athletics check because it doesn't specify. Okay, that is. A sixteen. You're able to get about halfway up, and then you slip. 
You don't fall because you're anchored in, but you do kind of crash back onto that outcropping with a oof. Katya, <laughs> take the rope. Okay, I will grab onto the rope that Rowan threw down. But, sorry, Leo <laughs> threw down. We just had a bit of a campaign. <laughs> We've been too long. <laughs> don't. I miss Rowan. Don't do that to me. <laughs> anyway. I'm so sorry. All right. So back in character. Because I am like so large and strong, I just pull. pull You'll still have to make a strength check. No, that's cool. I'll do that. All right, so you can either make a strength check or Katya can make an athletics check with advantage. What is my strength modifier? Plus six. Oh, then I'll just do that. 16. Well, it's a plus four for your strength modifier, but yeah, you're able to hulk. Katya up. Are you okay? <laughs> I, th- I think so. Kodak. Kodak. <laughs> yes? Do you need help? Uh, that wait, that remains to be seen, and I attempt to climb. Okay, athletics check. So, that is... <laughs> Not great. <laughs> a five. Yeah, you, you think you find a really good handhold. And you reach up and you grab it, and then the rock pulls out, and you crash back. That's not good as I hit the ground. <laughs> Kodak, take the rope. Okay, have you anchored it to something sturdy up there? As I begin to... Me. <laughs> <laughs> as I attempt to try and climb up using the rope. Same thing. I'll just strength check it. Yep. And that's a 17. Yeah, that's good enough. You can easily haul Kodak up as well. Thank you for that, Leo. You're welcome, you stubborn fool. <laughs> I say that playfully, no. it's all good. <laughs> that was uh, not great. Is anybody else feeling bones cracked? Are you injured, Katia? I think I think I left the hip down there. <laughs> well, that's not good in any case. Oh, nothing a bit of... A bit of dirt won't help. I I will walk a few feet away and I'm assuming there's like a fallen log or something. Yeah, so one of the trees that like you can easily find a boulder or a log, something to sit down on. Now, were you going to try and find a way to climb down? It's about 170 feet. So it's if we a keep, very large cliff. If we keep walking the way that we were before we, you know, fell off, where would we end up? In the air, <laughs> falling down. <laughs> I mean, like... I mean, Cartoon like, style, so, if we don't look down, we're so fine. Is, is it literally just, there's no way around, it's just cliff? Yeah, so okay, right. on the map, you can see... I'm just going to steal your map here, Billy. You can see that cliff runs all the way across the top of oh, Asfar. Does that mean that if once we get down to the cliff, we're going to be in Vindeskog? Yes. Yes! <laughs> So that we have, have to, to get, get down. down the cliff, basically. Yeah, okay. But <laughs> yeah, well, down and alive. If you'd taken the other route, there would have been like a um, a pulley system to get cargo, horses, and all that up. But because you've taken the other route, you have to find your own way down. This may be a little bit tricky. I look around. Are there any like big palm leaves? <laughs> Never You're mind. I'm huge. I can't skydive. Never also. Mind. May I remind you, you're in an alpine climate. What there are not palm trees up here, dude. Like any big lead? No, okay. No. Um, <laughs> there are these pine are needles. Pine trees. Okay, that's not going to work. Um, all right. How how long is my rope? 50 feet. Okay. Do we all have a rope? Yes. How far down is the... 170. So you've got uh, 150 feet of rope. Right. 
How much damage would 20 feet of drop do? A fair bit. 2d6? Yeah, okay, I'm not risking that. (laughs) I can't, it's it's either 2d6 or 2d10, and I'm going to have to double check that. How steep is the cliff face? Like, could we get, like, a piece of bark and surf down it? No, dude, it's it's vertical. This is a cliff. Okay, right, sure. This is, like, it's, it is climbable. Sure. But it is difficult. Have you been to the, for any Armadale listeners, the blue holes? To the swimming hole down there. No, but I want you to... Te- uh, no, sorry, that's irrelevant. No, I have not. Um, it's a quite... It's a almost vertical climb. It's very difficult. Does anyone be- have Mage Hand? Ooh. No, oh, you boy. do not have Mage Hand. It's a wizard cantrip. Oh, I think I've got something that might be of use here. Like, I'm just trying to think. If I cast, like, shield or something and we no. jumped... That's, no, okay. that's um, shield isn't a physical shield. It's a force. Would a bear with a climb speed be able to scale it relatively easily? Yes, but you wouldn't really be able to take anyone else with you. That's very fair. <laughs> this is where Kodak just strikes out on his own. <laughs> <laughs> Don't split the party. Don't split the party. Okay. Um, I'm just having a look through my spells and seeing if I've got anything that might be of use here. I'm going to tell you right now, you don't. A cleric's utility spells are largely healing yeah. and... Um, protection related i don't suppose you'd be looking at tensor's floating disc which is like a level three or four wizard spell spare the dying spare the dying can't be used proactively can no so i can't like (laughs) cast on myself and then jump no okay right would it be possible for us to get onto a tree and climb down like how close are the trees it's so the trees are about 10 15 between 10 and 20 feet from the cliff edge and they're quite sparse and not very strong looking Hmm. So, unless we decide to turn around, we have to find some way down this cliff. Worst case, we can look and there might be a goat path or something similar we can use. It's a, verti- it's a vertical drop. Why would there be a goat path going down vertically? Just has like a flashback of goats around my village. <laughs> I mean, fair, but still. Well, it's either we, we try our luck with trying to find a path down, or we're going to have to try and make one down. And I don't like our chances of the second option. We could just climb. But what if we fall? Ouch. We will die. No risk, no reward. Okay, you go first. Um, question for you, Ash. Mm. With my climber's kit, is it able to? Re- am I able to retrieve it once I've gotten to the top of the cliff? Yeah, you can easily, like, I, you can retroactively say you unanchored it. Yeah. As before you climbed up. What if we... Now, listen to me. This could be a bit crazy, but we attach the rope to each other and we climb down. So, worst case, if someone slips, the other two should be able to support the weight. What if he fall? I'm just going to... F- we have an answer for that, Leo. but I need you to hold these and I hand you all my rope and I shift into a grizzly bear. Well, I mean, he's worth a try. Can you still talk as a grizzly bear? Cool. That I cannot, unfortunately. Roar! All I can think of is Brother Bear, where he first turns into the bear. I was bear just thinking the exact to, same like, thing. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. Okay. But a How grizzly bear's strength will be able to. You won't be able to unanchor things because you don't have opposable thumbs. But the climber's kit is quite easy to use. So one of the other two can fiddle with that. 
Okay, so how, Leo, how do we do this? Well, if there are rocks and trees and branches sticking out, we could just climb down extremely carefully. And, well, first thing, we must get the rope around ourselves. So I will need some help with fuzzy pants over here. With what? Fuzzy He's currently pants. a giant bear. He does not have the. Uh, when did he turn into a bear? Say, Literally, like just then, oh, okay. Billy quite clearly stated, "I turn into I'm a giant sorry. bear." Yeah. No, that's okay. You see, me and my bear form just kind of trying to work out ropes with no thumbs. Okay. Um. How do we? <laughs> what if, if a bear was to wear a rope, would he wear it like this <laughs> or like this? Like, I sh- will throw the rope over the top of Billy. Um, over Kodak. Um kind of like scrunch underneath <laughs> pull it around and like nod it yeah you can do it you can do that easily <laughs> okay um i'll tie it around myself too okay oh yeah then fend for myself yeah you are quite easily able to tie the rope around yourselves and with the aid of the climbers kit um i'll just get everyone to roll an athletics check All right. I have a modifier. I think it's plus three. Plus six for your athletics. 17. Yep. 13? Billy? So, um, <laughs> technically with everything, it's a seven. But for those of you at home that don't know, <laughs> I just rolled a one, which is not great. Oh, dear. The good news is everyone else passed. So there is a brief moment where you see this bear just scrabbling as he's climbing down and he can't really see over his butt to like watch to find footholds beneath him. So he's kind of scrabbling at the cliff and falls off it a bit, but you are both able to just go (laughs) grab the rope and he, he gets his footing back and you are able to climb down. You do have to jump like the last five feet or so just because there's no... Like, there's no rope left, but you all manage to reach the foot of the cliff without too much incident. Good job, barefooted one. Kodak just kind of lays down, exhausted from... (laughs) Almost dying? Yeah. Not quite realising the logistics of climbing down something. (laughs) I will um, start bundling up the ropes. Okay. Anything that Leonette's doing? I am just going to sort of take stock of where we are and what's around us and okay. whatnot. The forest is deep and appears to be very, very old. So there is gnarled, warped tree trunks that stretch all the way up and the canopy is so thick that it crowds out the sky so that even now, even though it's the middle of the day, it's dark and it's cold. There's no noticeable path, but there is thick undergrowth and vegetation. Okay. Good to know. Is there anything anyone would like to do at the bottom? Just scanning around, making sure there's no um, danger. I'll have a look for tracks, anything like that. Okay. Um, We'll quickly cut to a break then, and then we'll get that check when we come back.
Welcome back, everyone. We are just about to do a check, which you were looking for danger, correct, Katya? That's right, yeah. So, perception. Eighteen. Eighteen. There's a few... You see signs of some animals around, um, but you don't really see any danger Mm -hmm. at present. Um, do I pick up any weird smells, being I'm still in my bee shape? Bee shape? Beast. Shape, oh. sorry. Bees. <laughs> do you like jazz? <laughs> no. Um, yeah, you get <laughs> sort of a whiff of an oddly familiar smell. It smells like wolves, but there is just the slightest hint of person. I begin to, like push people with my snout, like, trying to get them to move on. <laughs> I stroke his snout. It's very soft. Like a, you know, like like, an, like how you would pet a cat, just like a little... We are finally able to achieve our dreams of touching the fuzzy barriers. <laughs> yes. The thing is, like, because of the size thing, to scale it must just look like a normal human petting a kitten. <laughs> just this enormous being. No, you guys roughly are on, like, around eye level. Think of, like, oh, cool. a, think of a guy petting a Great Dane. Okay, so it's more like Joe Exotic <laughs> petting one of his tigers. Yes. Sure. Oh, that hurt Hopefully me. that's our only... Tiger King reference. Ever. Yeah, I'm, I'm putting a cap of three. You all get one. One Tiger King reference? Yes, that was yours. What? No! <laughs> what? Okay, what is this session? Um, it's the Easter Monday session. We're all just a little it bit... It is. We're, we're of, a little bit loopy. But full we'll, of chocolate. We'll quickly move on as Kodak is currently huffing and pushing the two of you in a specific direction. Would we be intelligent enough to realise what he's trying to do? Yeah, okay. there's a giant bear, like, shoving his snout in your back and pushing. Sure, I will follow the direction of Mr. Bear. <sighs> all right, all right, I'm going, I'm going. 
It is a little bit difficult to um, navigate just because it is quite thick, so your movement speed is halved. Um, but with Kodak leading, if he chooses to, he can kind of... I will. I'll just bulldoze a branch. Yeah, he, he's basically trailblazing for the th two of you. <laughs> Perfect. Um, sorry, can I see the map? So I don't actually have a map of the forest, my apologies, but no, you are okay. now officially so in Vindeskog. around here? Yeah. Perfect. And what time of day is it? About midday. Okay. I believe we are now in the dangerous part of the route. Mm, I don't sense anything. I don't see any tracks that are making me too nervous. I think Kodak... A slight nod. I think Kodak's picked up a scent. Oh, all right then. Lead the way, fuzzy pants. Does it smell like... Does it, what is it? Does it smell like human? And you see, Kodak kind of charades it. Just <laughs> so is that gives, an, gives a nod. For I was going to say you're going to have to say if you nod or yeah. not. You can't just yeah, nod I into the microphone. <laughs> yeah, so I cast uh, nod. <laughs> Kodak does in fact nod to be like, yes, yeah, so I can. There's something human. Does it? Is it just human, or is it just human, or is there something else? I nod no. You nod no. You know, like side to side. You shake your head. Shake your yeah. head. Yeah, it's not. They're all shaking your head, technically. <laughs> one's shaking horizontal and one's shaking vertical. Up and down and side to side. There we go. Um, can I get you to roll a nature check for me, Kodak, as you're leading? Just Kodak. That's a nine. How do you only have a plus one? Oh, it's intelligence-based. Um... Yeah, so you, you, you're kind of following the scent, but because you're fixated on following the scent, you're not really paying attention to where the scent's leading, and you kind of end up walking in circles for about half an hour. Um, so after a while, I can only stay in this form for about an hour, so eventually I'm just going to pop back in a normal shape. Yeah. Yeah. i got to ask, the clothes situation with the transformation? He's not naked. Okay. No, they're absorbed in my form. Okay, sure. yeah. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> For the most part. <laughs> this is a PG radio show. <laughs> Parental guidance recommended. <laughs> okay, so we're just walking through the woods, trying to follow the map. Yeah, you. so uh, you don't have an actual accurate map of the forest itself. Mm -hmm. um, you just kind of know the vague direction you need to go in. Kind of, yeah, north. Yes. Northwest. Yes. Okay. I know the map is confusing. The fact that I did it upside down, that's my apologies. No, all good. <laughs> um, so as we walk, is there like, is it like normal kind of forest? There's like birds, small animals? It's, it's just a thick, old, damp forest like even in the middle of the day and it's kind of getting towards afternoon now it looks like it's about twilight because the fir trees the pine trees are just so old that mm -hmm. they're huge yeah is it given that the, given that Vindeskog is the dangerous part is like how dark is the forest you can see you don't need dark vision to see you don't need to light anything but once it does hit nighttime 
those without dark vision will be essentially blind. So, like, there is the foliage is thick, but light can still get through. Yeah, sure. it's just it's difficult terrain. Gotcha. I'm quite relieved we haven't come across anything too dangerous just yet. Yeah, just yet. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll stick with that. Kodak, what else did you smell? If it wasn't just human, what else did you smell? What else did you smell? Uh, wolves was a familiar scent that I picked up. There's something off, something familiar about it, but I can't quite put my finger on it. Are all of your clan members bears, or can they turn into wolves as well? All of us are bears. Okay, that's I'll reassuring. Mostly bear-like forms. I would feel very guilty if I had to kill your cousin. Me too. And I just kind of look at you. Just. Um, can, can I get another nature check as you guys are walking and attempting to navigate this forest? That was a six. Mine is a... I've got a bonus of something. I believe my... Um, you have a plus four to nature. Yeah, in that case we have a 17. 17? Uh, Katya? 19. Wow. <laughs> just wow. So... <laughs> As Kodak's kind of just like, hmm, trees, yes, forest, I'm here. Uh, Katya and Leonette are able to kind of go, hmm, there's some broken bush over there. And the two of you, uh, between, between the two of you, you are able to stumble into a clearing which has signs of a recent camp. A human camp? Just a recent camp. I really, really hope whatever was here was friendly. There's there's a campfire in the middle. There's You can see kind of areas where there may have been um, bedding put down. That's the word I'm looking for. Is, is the fire still... Heat? Yeah, is there any heat coming from the fire or what's up? Do you go over and check it? Is the yeah. fire still burning? The fire's not still burning. No. Okay, so it's out. I'll go... I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll go check and the embers. The coals are warm to the touch, but not hot. Mm-hmm. So you can handle the ashes and the coals easily without burning yourself. What do you think, Katya? Recent camp? Recent-ish. I don't think they are still in the area. We move on. You move on? Now, um, what kind of tracks are around the camp? Roll survival for me. That dice app hates So that's a seven. Billy, uh, get some new dice. <laughs> Um, look, I'll give it to you. Uh, wolf tracks are around the edge of the camp. But there's also a couple of boot tracks near the fire. There's no sign of, like, a struggle or a scuffle or anything? They no. doesn't seem like they left in a hurry? No. Okay. Well, we've killed a wolf once. We can do it again. I'd rather not have to. I feel like these are not going to be... Wolves similar to before. Something different about them. The first one was a fiend, so I sincerely hope not. Well, we can either take the opportunity to make camp or night or push on. What time is it? So you arrived at midday. You're kind of wandering around for an hour, hour and a half. It's getting into mid to late afternoon now. I feel like... There's no guarantee if you move on that you're going to find another clearing. On one hand, I feel though it's too early to settle in for the night, but I don't know if we'll get a better opportunity than this. I am happy to continue. 
Worst case, we can go on for a little bit, at least until the sun starts to set, and then we come back here if we don't find anywhere more suitable. Fair. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I guess we press on. Yeah. No worries. Um, and I'll grab another nature check to navigate. Is that all of us or just Kodak? No, all of you. <laughs> and I'm giving Kodak my dice app. <laughs> Twelve. Twelve. Plus four. Nat one. So five. Oh, yeah. I thought yeah. a nat one was just an automatic. No, no crit fails on skill checks unless sure. you're in a skills challenge. Then, yeah, five. Eleven. Do you have a plus one to nature? Oh, you used mine. <laughs> yeah, you... <laughs> you start getting lost again. It is a thick forest, and by the time you move away from where you were... None of you are really familiar outside of Kodak with navigating through dense forest, but all the landmarks look the same, and you are, once again, turned around and a little bit lost. Everything looks the same. I don't know whether we are making any progress. (laughs) Is there any way of telling if we've gone around in a circle? Um, I'm sure we can find a way, and I pull my axe out and just put a scrape on one of the trees. We'll know if we come by this again. Yeah. Perfect. You get the nice scent of fresh pine sap. <laughs> what state is the, like, is there signs of dead trees around? Dead, anything dead? I mean, there's leaf litter. Sure. But it appears to be a thriving forest that's just very, very old. A little bit spooky. I I wish we had... We have compasses, don't we? Yes, you do. And we were heading in northwest? Yes, northwest-ish. I will pull out my compass and see if we are still travelling in a vague northwest direction. One second, I need you to quickly calculate something in my brain. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. This jeopardy thing. You are travelling west, yes. West. But more west than north. Guys, take a, take a look at this. I believe we should be travelling a little bit more north than we currently are. Alright, we will adjust. Is, there like, is it fairly easy to adjust on the path? Yeah, if you've got the compass, I mean, there is no path. Yeah, we're just making You're your way through. You're basically forcing your way through underbrush. Sure. Can I get a perception check? No. <laughs> Well, there's the door. <laughs> uh, that was my perception is a plus two, which means I have a 16. 16? Three? Five. Dear Jesus. Again, Jesus does not exist in this campaign. Yeah, we should add this, ca- just in this campaign, we'll just specify that. I'm blind, so like old blind, so this tracks. <laughs> yeah, um, laying it though, you notice eyes watching you from the underbrush. Stop. Leo, what is it? I feel eyes on us. Look, can I, can I, could I see the eyes? Yes. I will, <laughs> like, point them out to Kodak and Katya. Once pointed out, can we see Yeah, them? once it's pointed out, you can, like, you might have to squint a little bit now that it's getting dark, um, but you can see a golden pair of eyes and it protrudes out of the bush and gets taller and we'll take a break just there. 
We'll be right back here on 106.9 Tune FM. You're listening to Dungeons and Airwaves, Episode 5.
apologies for that song that may have been a little too heavy for Chin FM's airwaves. Um, I did not, uh, I did not anticipate that, so I will wear that one. Um, so that's one out of my library that I didn't think was quite that heavy. But anyway, welcome back to Dungeons and Airwaves, episode four, not five. I screwed up. Please accept my apologies. Well, and yeah, you know what? We'll just dive right back in. So the golden eyes that Kodak, not Kodak, Leonette pointed out to the two of you protrude from the bush and then the form starts to grow and what originally seemed kind of canine in appearance steps out of the brush and there is a tall muscular woman looking at the three of you. Greetings. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Cut it. Is this your Who mom? are you? I am a denizen of these woods. A denizen? A denizen. As in, I live here. Ah. We have been watching you and your progress. Who's we? She snaps her fingers and... Two other wolves appear from behind her and stand up and up, and there are two men standing with her. One is almost as tall as Leonette, and the other looks about 16. It is refreshing to be able to look at someone in the eye. Mm. Kodak, Kodak, do you know these people? Are they sim- like they appear to be able to shift into animals. Do, uh, have you heard of these before? Do you think all shifters know each other? No, uh, but he does I, make a point. I am wondering if you, I did I, before I met you, I didn't even realize that there were bear shifters. I didn't know if like this was part of your clan or not. Give me some background here. Uh, so shifters, we're we're a special breed. Um, we're an insular lot. Yes, we tend to look after our own. Let me, I have traveled the world for years, learning as much as I could about this world and its inhabitants, and I did not find a scrap of information on shifters. We're quite secretive. You hide yourselves incredibly well, which is why I am in the dark here. That notwithstanding, are you going to attack us? Just just kind of watching you in amusement. No. Oh, that's reassuring. But but you do seem to be... uh, Lost. Yeah. Very lost. Perhaps you could help us. Where are you trying to go? We heard tell of some ruins to the northwest. She thinks and she looks back at the men with her and they both just kind of make some confused faces. I know of the ruins that you speak. They are near our woods, but we do not travel there. Could you perhaps take us as far as you can and then give us some pointers? We We can take you to the lake. That would be very much appreciated. We mean no harm, friends. We are simply traveling through. We do not wish to disturb you. Oh, no, I know. Um, No offense, but you don't seem the most competent of sorts when it comes to these areas. Well, you have us there. Forests this heavy are very fresh and foreign to me. 
well, it is. You are foreign to it as well. Mm-hmm. I shall put it that way. As you can probably tell, someone of my stature is not exactly used to such thick, heavy foliage and undergrowth. Are you sure? And she looks back at the man with her, who just kind of puts his arms out. And he's got a massive wingspan. Well, I can't turn into a wolf, can I? You could. I mean, I wish I could, but sadly I cannot. I do think uh, introductions are in order. Who are you three? I am Katya. This is... I'm Kodak. <laughs> I am Leonet. If you like, you may call me Leo. I shall stick with the formal. I am Hilda. This is Nyal, my husband, and Suna, our son. Oh, sorry, which one was the one that went <clears throat> at me? That would be Nyal. So the husband. Yeah, he, you get the sense he really doesn't speak. He just kind of grunts. I realise this may be difficult to believe, but it is a pleasure to meet you. I don't see why that would be difficult to believe. Let After all, it has been a long time since we've met one of our southern cousins. I noticed you also possessed the gift. Mm, yes. Sorry, I interrupted you. I was just going to say the last people that we met on our travels tried to kill us. That can happen. I think, for now, wandering these woods at night is not safe. We should return to our camp. Was um, it you that made camp in the clearing back there? That would be the one. Well, I am more than happy to follow. Okay, well. Follow us then. And they... Don't shift back into wolf form, but they do walk through the forest quite easily and take you back to their clearing. We will follow along. Kodak's kind of giddy at the moment, just at the back. He's like, can't believe he's actually just met other shifters outside of his own clan. How long... How long have you resided in these woods? You're, you're asking us? Yes. These woods are not our woods. Our woods are the Ulvaskog. Ah, I see. To the north. But it is my son's Suna. He experienced his first shift. So we came here for a coming-of-age ceremony. Did it go well? Uh, It was interrupted. By us? By any chance? Yeah. Apologies. My apologies, Suna. He shrugs. He doesn't say anything either. They are not permitted to speak. For the following days, as part of our tradition. Say no more. I do, we do, we would not, we would... (laughs) We would not wish for you to break your traditions on our account. We are grateful, as it is, for your hospitality. It is fine. And your guidance. It is fine. It has been too long since we have interacted with our family from the south. I don't think I've ever met anyone outside of my clan. What's your clan like? 
Uh, well, we are primarily hunters, gatherers. We roam the Olvaskog. You may find your people to the east more similar to yourself. So there are more of us. I've heard stories, but I've never met anyone from the other clans. Well, the Bereskog is their territory to the east. We reside in the west, the Olva. But we, we do not venture south. We knew that there were clans down there. But, she kind of shrugs, it is difficult to pass. And we prefer to stay close to home. No, that's understandable. I'm on my pilgrimage. It's a rite of passage itself. I see. Well, you may have some exciting times ahead of you. I hope so. It'd be good to bring some good stories back to the clan. You are a little bit older for your pilgrimage, are you not? Yes, yes, very much so. I only just went through my first shift myself, just recently. I see. Well, and she claps you on both shoulders. Congratulations. Thank you. There were many in my clan who thought it was never going to happen. It, it happens on occasion, but I find it is rare for someone to never shift. But feel free. Uh, we're here now. We will stoke up the fire once again. Um, set up your tents. It is quite safe here. Try not to move too far from the light of the fire. Noted. Is anyone else going to have a look around, set up their tent? I will lay out my bedroll and just prepare for another night of sleeping. Yep. Hopefully no bat craps on me this time. No. <laughs> yeah, I'll get comfortable as well, set up my tent. Yep. Um, pull out some rations. Yeah, uh, Hilda, is, she stokes up the fire, pulls out um, like a, not a spit roast thing, but like a cooking kit and throws in some what looks to be quite fresh meat and just kind of makes a bit of a hearty stew for you all for the night. Oh, that does smell tasty. You're more than welcome. Help yourself. You are most gracious, and I will very, very gratefully accept some of the stew. Yep. And as I eat it, I will remark how tasty it is. You see, I go into my bag, and I've got more loaves of bread <laughs> from the breakfast a couple of days ago. <laughs> so stale. And I begin to have it with the stew. Hey, stale bread is better than no bread. It's actually, it's pretty nice in the stew. It soaks up the stew very well. Oh, Kodak, that does look like a good idea. I tip my hat to you. You're more than welcome to have some. I Kodak. will take just one piece of your bread, thank you. So, uh, why are the three of you here? You are not from that far, as far as I can tell. Well, it is long story. but It's a short, long night. We came seeking fortune. We found a flyer that the man was looking for uh, adventurers. He has lost some objects with which we will find, and he will pay. In the ruins, yeah. Well, we are not sure, but he said that perhaps we start looking there. Hmm. And you, you are a man of the cloth. I have spent the vast majority of my days 
learning and studying as much as I can about the world, and I have been rather drawn to learning and educating myself what I can about the eternal flame. They seem to have gained quite a following in a short amount of time. Well, 700 odd years or so is not so much a short amount of time. And what do you think of other people's religions? Are we to be indoctrinated into the flame? In a perfect world, I would hope not. Yet you are here. I am not a man of preaching. I am a man of learning. I choose to believe some of the tenets of what they of what they teach. There are some I disregard, and I would not take it upon myself to try and force other people to accept anything that they are not willing to. Hmm. You have a much more accepting outlook than many of your peers. I am well aware that as it is, myself being in this position is highly unusual. I do not consider myself worthy of being able to judge or force anybody to do or learn or say or believe in anything they do not choose to do so freely. She nods at this. She seems pleased with your answer. That being said, I would be lying if I was to say that I had not s- that I had not found some level of salvation and comfort in fire and what the f- and some of what the flame teaches. I find that is why most people are drawn to religions. It can be a source of comfort for many people in many different ways. And you... You are all interested in stories, no? Very much so. Do you have some to share? Absolutely. Do you know much of that far tradition and folklore? No. Not a great deal. And you, the learned man? I believe I know some but I would not proclaim to be an expert. There is always more to know. You may enjoy these stories about the Vindaskog, then. Please. She settles down in front of the fire, sits cross-legged. I recommend that you all get comfortable. This might take a while. She stokes the fire up so that it roars and embers flash up into the sky and as she settles in and prepares to tell her tale we'll cut to a break you are listening to 106.9 tune fm on the home of una's student powered radio we'll be right back after another song break
And we're back. Thanks for joining us. As Hilda, God, I forgot her name for a second there. <laughs> uh, Hilda settles down, the firelight kind of reflects in her eyes, which you see are golden. And she sits cross-legged in front of you all, her arms, her palms face up on her legs and begins her tale. Long ago, back when Athvar was still quite young, this forest was one of the only things in the world. And they say that as the world grew, the forest grew, and as the world lived, the forest lived, and it learned, and it breathed. And it became something alive. In your common tongue, Vindaskog means the winding woods, because it is complicated and living. Things walk its depths. Things get trapped here. And as part of my clan's tradition, when one comes of age, we spend three nights surviving. There are creatures that move from tree to tree, ghosts, and they prefer to come out at night, where they hunt and watch and lie in wait for unsuspecting travelers and people who do not know their way. And they lead them off course in the hopes of tormenting and gaining another one into their ranks. They are lost souls. Sometimes you, you can hear them at night and off in the distance you hear just hear like an owl call. And sometimes they might seem to be birds, but you never know. <laughs> Please, do go on. Well, these ruins that you speak of before our civilization was here, before the Athvar people, there were older people, larger people that uh, you would be descended from, Leonard. Mm. They are strong men, large, come from the mountains, from underground. And they built places of worship to the gods, for we have many different gods here in Athvar, as opposed to... Uh, the religion to the south. And one of them, who, this temple that I believe you seek, he, he would be what you would call the head god. And it is he who cursed this forest originally. But he, he is a man who seeks many secrets and he appears in the form of an old man with a walking stick and a hood. But his true form is that of a dragon. A giant silver dragon. His name is Bahamut. Bahamut? Yes. That would be B-A-H-A-M-U-T. And for those of you listening at home, I have reworked his law so it is not the Bahamut that you know. <laughs> just for those mad keen Googlers out there. 
They say that he, when seeking his knowledge that he hoards, for all dragons have a hoard, you understand, he came to this forest seeking its heart, for it is older than he, and he wished to know what it had learned through all its long years. And it was an open forest back then, one that didn't hunger as it does now. But it refused to give up its secrets to him, and in his anger, he struck down the heart, leaving this forest cursed and empty. And now wild things roam through it. But it is, it is home, it is part of our world, and it is here before us, so we show it respect, and we must live here. Gee. It seems to be a ritual of some sort, as she finishes, she brings her palms together, and then brings them down in front of her. But I have told you enough frightening tales for one night. Oh no, please do go on. Katja is going to, um, sorry, I'm going to scooch over to Kodak as close as I can and very quietly. The ghosts that she speaks of, the ones that lure away, lure away the travelers. It, uh, is she the ghost? Is that what she, is, are we in danger? <laughs> Kodak just kind of quick glances over to Hilda um, and then she, back to Katia. She, she kind of laughs at that. You know, um, we wolves have very good hearing, but I assure you, no. We are not here to harm you. I don't believe so. Have you ever encountered one of these ghosts? Once, on my own coming of age. How'd that go? Well, I'm here, and it is not. I'm aware. You killed it? It is possible to Leo, destroy you're a ghosts. <laughs> you are, you are a man of the flame. Mm-hmm. You have that power yourself. You, we on our way here, we encountered something that was possessed by a fiend. Is that something you would have any knowledge of? There are no fiends in this forest. No, not not in this forest. In a, a different part of the world. I I know that a long time ago there were many fiends that roamed the earth. They would attack and seek to claim this land for their own, but from my understanding it was your people, the people of the Eternal Flame, who who fought them back and ensured that our land was protected. And now we need not fear them. As best they could, however it appears one or two may have slipped through because we fought one. Mm. Thankfully, it's not around anymore. This is this is grave news. I will take this news to my people. I cut its head off. It's dead. You don't need to worry about that one. Yes, but if there was one, there may be more. Yes. There are indeed more. Remember, we got chased through that... Well, I wasn't going to bring that the up. Canyon. There I would prefer uh, transparency to keeping knowledge. That could be dangerous. We believe there may be more of them out there, yes. Well, I thank you for bringing that knowledge to us. Unless unless we were very much mistaken, we were chased through a rather hazardous terrain for quite some time by at least several creatures that resembled the fiend that we fought. Then what did this fiend look like? 
the one that we fought, the only one that I got a fairly decent look at, it was... Oh, it was... Wolf-like. It had a very... It had a very unnerving presence. It, it had possessed a wolf. It resembled a wolf. It was very evil in nature. It had very black eyes. Not that we think wolves are evil by any means. No, let me clarify that. The fiend was the evil presence, not the wolf. You are digging your hole deeper, my friend. The point is, they it had it had very, you could tell just by looking at it, it was not of this world. Hmm. Have they always been so easy to spot? Fiends. Yes. Well, it depends on what form they take. Some of the, some of the more, uh, how would you, how would you say the. Um, the more powerful ones are indistinguishable from regular people. Mm. But some of the weaker ones, yeah, they they are easy to spot if you know what you were looking for. I have a sneaking suspicion we may have only fought a weak one then. Gosh, it's just going to nudge you back again. <laughs> just like very pointedly <laughs> look at Hilda. <laughs> it, it's fine. It's fine. And just kind of looks over not quite sure in himself but trying to assure Cartier it's fine are there any other <laughs> otherworldly beings that we should be looking out for oh yeah lots I have read countlessly about <laughs> other supernatural otherworldly presences and evil figures throughout my history but I dismissed them all as mere legends, mere myths. Well, it's an interesting uh, thought that you would say that. Um, I find that... Why am I still Irish? I find that... (laughs) (laughs) That uh, most things that we dismiss as legend are more real than we could imagine. We may have some trouble. Hey, Leo, do you still have that scroll case with the images of the artifacts we're looking for? Indeed I do. I think that might be quite prudent. This, to give you some more information, Hilda, this is what we have been seeking, and I will retrieve the scroll from the scroll case and proffer it to her. Mm. She looks at it and hands it back. I have no idea what this is. Well, this is the items that we have been sent to retrieve by Sir Orum. Orum. Sir Orum. Yeah. I cannot help you there. I can take you as far as we go, which is to the lake, but no further. That is appreciated. We can continue on to the ruins and begin our search there. Yeah, thank you very much. Also for leading us through the woods. We were a wee bit lost. It is my pleasure. And we will take a quick break there. You're listening to 106.9 Tune FM. We'll be right back on the home of UNE Student Powered Radio. This is Dungeons and Airwaves, Episode 4. Hello, it's me. I was wondering if after all these years you'd like to me to go over. Everything They say the time's supposed to heal you 
Forgotten how it felt before the world fell at our feet. There's such a difference between us and a million miles. Hello from the other side. I must have called a thousand times to tell. Listening to 106.9 Tune FM, we're back after that song break. Again, I do apologise for the technical difficulties that we experienced when we were trying to get that song to play, um, but we're all back now, which is wonderful. 
and we're going to jump straight back into it. Uh, when we left off, we had just been informed of a bit of a backstory of some spirits and ghosts in this forest Vindaskog where we are currently located. So let's jump straight back into it. One moment, please. <laughs> I was trying to give you a moment to compose yourself <laughs> by waffling. It's all good. Um, but Hilda has finished her story now and sits quite comfortably just kind of observing the three of you, maybe a little bit unnervingly. I am just pressed against Kodak, just scouring the trees, waiting for some thing to come out and murder us all. Just pure fear. Uh, Roll a perception check for me. Excuse you? (laughs) Nine. You don't see anything out of the ordinary. Oh my god. I hope yeah. your Monday has been much better than ours, I'll just say that. Um, so, occasionally when Katia looks out, I'm just going to also glance out in the darkness. Do I pick anything up with my dark vision? Uh, roll perception. So that's a 22. Yeah, you don't see anything. I'll also give it a go. Yep. Oh, sorry, no, I got a 52, but I rolled the wrong <laughs> dice. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that you, you is perceive everything. A 14, which I'm assuming doesn't You also it. see nothing. The only one who gets to use the D100s is me. Yeah. But no, you see nothing out of the ordinary. Cartier, Do you'll be fine. sense anything? No! <laughs> I don't really think there's a role for sensing the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> Katia, I'm going to show you something, and I go and grab a stick. I'm like, this is a symbol. It will protect you. For reference, it doesn't. Um, so I'm going to draw the druidic symbol for fish. <laughs> just in the dirt. <laughs> just draw this symbol, and you'll be fine. Would, okay. I, would I know that this is... No. So I would think no. that it's an actual you protection. Think it, you think it's an actual thing. Hilda, on the other hand, is just... Laughing. Uh, and she's not laughing. She is eyeing Kodak in extreme amusement. Okay, I, I won't fully relax, but I will... Like, I would have been gripping onto some part of Kodak's cloak. I will loosen my grip a little and relax just a tiny bit. You'll be fine. Just try and get some sleep. Worst case, there's plenty of us here to spot something. Not that there's anything there. Unless, of course, it evades us all and kills us in a sleep. I thought I maybe share a pent with Kodak tonight. <laughs> Damn, it's Kodak, you pull so in all cold. the old ladies. <laughs> That's fair enough. Um, yeah. If it makes you feel any better, we will be patrolling during the night. Perhaps okay. I could assist? If you wish. Don't leave me. <laughs> Fear not, Katya. I will protect you. I get a bit of mud off the ground and just draw the symbol for fish on the tent. <laughs> You'll be fine, Katya. I will just crawl into the tent and pull the blanket over my head, just like trembling. <laughs> okay. I will move my I will move my bedroll 
like right outside the entrance to the tent and cool. just set up there to give yeah. Katya another element of protection. Yeah. Useless mole can do nothing against ghosts. So you're going to uh, patrol? The flame yeah. will protect you from the ghosts, Katya. I will not let any I harm I will join the pack. You. Okay. Can well, you take all form? I don't think... No, I can be a bear, though. Yeah. I should keep up. Yeah, you'll be fine. How often... I know you can only be a bear for... Twice a day, for okay. an hour. Yeah, Twice a long hour. rest, sure. They're, they're the same. Oh, sure, yeah, okay. <laughs> a security guard just walked past the studio and scared the living shite out of me. Sorry about <laughs> no. that. And that's how you know ghost stories work. <laughs> I feel so... Resp- this session has been a disaster and I feel like it's my fault. And it's I'm not so your sorry. fault. It's been an odd day for everyone. It's a long weekend. It's a Monday on top of that. And I thought it was Tuesday three times today, but I, I will like get... Given how like spooky this session was, I feel like this would have been a good session had we not all just flipped it. <laughs> like, effed I it think up. the... <laughs> are you allowed to say that? Flip, flipped it up. The, never mind. Effed it up. Yeah, yeah we can no, say that. Just can't say... The thing that I said earlier, but yeah. <laughs> we're getting off track. Um, I'll get Kodak to roll perception as he wanders with the... That's a nat 20. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 23. With you don't really see anything out of the ordinary as you, um, as you patrol. And you are all in animal form, so you can't communicate very well, but you, you can pick up elements of body language as you are trudging through the forest. Given that um, Kodak and the Hilda, um, Salwin and Nyum are all- Nyal and Suna. Nyal and Suna, I do apologize, are all patrolling. Does that mean that Kodak, that Katya and I are able to sleep? Yeah. Okay. R-S-U-N-E for Suna and N-J. A-L for Nyal. Nyal and Sunna. Yeah. But the two of you are able to have a night's sleep easily enough. And when Kodak comes back, he completes a... uh, (laughs) A long rest himself as the other three keep watch for the night. And morning comes without anything unusual happening no ghosts in the night no freaky noises and when you wake up your three companions are still there see Katya I told you the symbol you were protected no ghosts yes thank you for that I sense something fishy about what you did Kodak it's fine it's it's druidic it's an old language I can't even begin to explain it that's fair. It just works. Understandable. There are all manner of charms and protection sigils and the like. Hilda says, just still looking suspiciously at Kodak. But we should press on quite quickly. How far is it to the lake? Uh, a day, two days. Depends how fast we move. And that is where you leave us? Yes. Let us press on then. Easy done. Lead the way. Hilda. Very well. 
So now that you have guides, as you uh, make your way through the forest, you don't need to roll nature checks anymore as you don't need to navigate. You are being guided through. Um, so after about an hour, hour and a half of walking, can I get everyone to roll a perception check? Three. Three? Not 20. Not 20? A 10. 10? Yeah, so Nyal and Hilda both stop sooner, and you notice it as well, Kodak. Uh, not Kodak, Leonet. That's me. <laughs> you start to see sticky webbing on the sides of trees. <laughs> I did warn you, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should be careful as we uh, as we continue on. Hilda, mm. how big do you think? And I gesture towards the webs. The creatures that made those would be. Oh, fairly large. I expected as much. So meta, sorry. F- oh, it doesn't matter. Continue. Uh, what what creatures are we referring to? Me still having not noticed the webs. Look at the tree, Kodak. What do you see? Me, I'm like, oh, the tree. Put my hand on it. As I pull away, you just see the yeah, webbing your hand still is attached like to my hand. Stuck. That's uh, what I, I see mean. what you mean now. Um, do you need some help? I got this, and I pull a knife and start trying to cut the webbing away. I feel like that was an error just by the fact that the DM just went. <clears throat> I will prepare my Kodak, bowl. can. Uh, one second. Does a 16 hit your AC? Yes. <laughs> you are hit with webbing, and you are now restrained. What? He just cut the webbing. Yes. No, there's more. <laughs> he touched the webbing. Mistakes were made. Mistakes were made. Hilda, we may need some assistance over here if you wouldn't mind. Um, I will get everyone to roll initiative now. And... Okay, bear with me as I have to now re-roll about ten sets of initiative. There is one, actually. One what? Bear with me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. How do we put Ben in jail? While the DM... (laughs) While the DM... While Ash rolls the initiative for whatever's coming, we're going to cut to a quick song break. You're listening to 106.9 Tune FM on the home of UNE's student-powered radio. I hope as... uh, uh, I hope that you stay with us and... I apologise for everything that's happened. Please bear with us. Yes. This is Dungeons and Airwaves, episode four, on this wonderful Easter Monday. We'll be right back in just a moment.
Thanks for uh, bearing with us. We are back. I uh, just had a bit of technical dis- difficulties, and I had to re-roll a whole set of initiatives that I lost on my computer crash. But Part of me feels like for this whole session, we shouldn't be blaming technological difficulties. We're all just incompetent tonight. My laptop did actually blue screen earlier, oh, no, so no, that that's true, fair yeah. enough. We got that. That was un- that was un- yeah. fortunate. But everyone has rolled initiative, and we are now, once again, in combat <laughs> as... We start with a very restrained Kodak. Hang on, wait. What's so? What, what are we combating? You don't know. Okay. Uh, right. Like we're well, starting. I, like I, Kodak is restrained, but it is Katya who is the first in initiative. Do I see anything attacking though? Roll perception. Oh yeah, just roll perception. This is a free action for you because I'm asking. Eleven. You have a minus one to perception. Yeah. Uh, no, you don't see anything. But, like, there is... Kodak just got webbed, and you can hear scuttling above you. Okay, um, I will go and start cutting at the web that's restraining him with the dagger. Okay, uh, you can stop doing that, Ben. It is... One second. That's not me, that's the spiders above the listener. Oh, my God. Uh, it... It is a strength check. Look at the ceiling, listeners. Or just an, a basic attack, actually, not a strength check. Basic attack. Yeah. <laughs> Your boy just got stabbed. <laughs> <laughs> I helped Trip impales. Yeah, actually, roll damage for me. I killed Kodak. So wait, just to clarify, you attempted to like cut Six. Kodak free? Yeah, <laughs> Katya goes to cut Kodak Kodak free, but she kind of um, just gets him across the chest, and he takes six points of damage. <laughs> oh dear! I'm so sorry. It's been that kind of night. Can you do anything else on your turn, Katya? I think no. she's done enough. Uh, no, I think. Oh, I could do unarmed strike, but if I can't actually see them yet. No. Um, No. Yeah. But (laughs) what happens next is you all hear this scuttling as a spider crawls down one of the trees and goes to bite at Kodak (laughs) because he's restrained. Which is a... Seven. Even restrained, that doesn't hit. Yeah, it like bites, but it just it swings a little bit on its web and misses. I was going to say, when it comes to restrained, like, does that mean it rolls with advantage or? Um, 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 um. And actually, no. A better question would be: so now that we can see them, how big are these things? Large. You're talking like horse size. I was gonna, are we talking like Shelob and Aragog, or not that big, or? They okay. So these ones are technically a medium beast, so they're around like Katya Kodak size. Okay, so not as big as Shelob. No. Okay, cool. No. Well, these ones aren't anyway. No, thanks for that. That is concerning. <laughs> okay, and for those listening at home, a restrained creature's speed becomes zero. It cannot benefit from any bonus to its speed. Attack rolls against the creature do have advantage, but I missed that on that attack, so I won't go and do that. The creature's attack rolls have adv- has have disadvantage, and it has disadvantage on dexterity saving throws. You have disadvantage, you mean? Like, yeah, because yes. he's a... Str- yep, sure, gotcha. Yeah. Um, but that giant wolf spider missed, so it is now Lanet's turn. 
I currently see, currently see one giant spider. I currently see one giant spider. Yes. How far away is it from? It's kind of dangling above uh, Kodak. Okay, so but how far above Kodak would it be? Like five feet. All right. Um, in that case, I th- think. Uh, how close is it to me? You are all, like, if we imagine this on a map where there sure. are the squares and each square is five feet, you are all adjacent to each other. So you're in one five-foot square next to Kodak, Kutch is on the other side of Kodak, the spider is above Kodak on another plane that's basically the same square. Sure. Then the other three are, like, behind you guys. Sure. Well, actually in front of you guys because they were leading the way. I will then walk up and touch the spider, casting Inflict Wounds. Okay. And I believe I have to roll for that. Make a melee spell attack against um, him. Try th- yeah, you'd be able to reach it. You're quite big. I was going to say, it says yeah. make a melee spell attack against a creature you can reach. Yeah, so a melee spell attack is you have to hit it. Sure. But I was just thinking, like, because it's above, but you are eight feet tall, you'd be able to reach it just fine. Yeah, sure. It doesn't say on this whether it's got any bonuses, though. It should. I don't think it's going to be necessary. because You've I got a plus five. Well, then 24. Yeah, that hits. So damage is 3d10. 3d10 coming right up. And um, basically, um, uh, does Inflict Wounds have any sort of visual effect? Like just light? That's up to you. Okay, cool. But it is necrotic damage. Okay, cool. In that case, I will basically touch the spider. And as I touch it, like dark necrotic energy flows from my arm down into the spider. And it takes 3d10, which is a grand total of 13. Yeah, you kill it. Okay, in that case, the... It kind of... And shrivels up and yeah. just kind of falls from its web. The necrotic energy sort of just... In, it just sort of absorbs it all and then just... yeah, yep. Pretty much. Dies. Pretty much. And then another one slides down from above you. Was that your auntie? We're not doing that reference on air. That is a 15 to hit. Oh, uh, yeah, that would hit me. Uh-huh. Take four piercing damage, and I'm going to need you to make a constitution saving throw. Okie dokie. Let me just, so, uh, take four damage, did you say? Yes. So four damage. And a constitution saving throw. Yep, okay. So my con is plus three, which means that was not entirely successful. A grand total of nine. Yeah, that fails, which means um, one moment. Oops. Take eight points of poison damage. (laughs) Yeah. And from there, it's Kodak's turn. So I'm going to use my bonus action straight up and shift. Okay. I'll do my partial shift. Yep. So you see my claws get a bit longer. You are still restrained, though. I am. Oh, you can make a, a strength check to unrestrain yourself. Uh, just a sec. Just gaining my temporary health. Yep. So I will gain nine hit points from that um and for my action i'm going to cast primal strike on the webbing at okay. disadvantage yep uh 
So a nine is the best I can manage on that one. Do you have bonuses to that? Plus five, but that was with the bonus. That's a six. That one. That's a six. Oh, that's a four. Disadvantage. Yeah, sorry, I, th I saw the 14. My that's bad. Okay. Um, yeah, not enough, unfortunately. No, that's fair enough. That's all I can do? Yep. From there, yet another spider slithers down. And it will bite at Hilda. Which is a, <coughs> a tender hit that does not hit her. Uh, so Suna will be next as he strikes out with a spear at the one that just attacked his mother. Which is a 12 and that misses actually. Suna Hilda will also then attack the one that just attacked her. Cheers. A 15 to hit, which does six damage. One wolf spider five. And then you hear the ground quake. And from out of the trees comes a spider just a little bit larger than Leonette. And for reference, how much bigger is it to the other spiders? Like two or three times their size. Oh, crap. And it kind of pulls its way out, like legs on the trees as it climbs out. And it's going to... Actually... It's going to attempt to bite at Nyal. Oh, boys, it looks like we've gotten ourselves into a bit of a sticky situation. Oh, I feel like you should take psychic damage for that. I feel like I should <laughs> I should slap myself for that. Um, so that actually hits Nyal doing 1d8 for 7 damage. I have a feeling Nyal's going to be Nyal'd in just a minute. He's Nyot. <laughs> And then, okay, he has to roll a constitution saving throw. Which is 12. What's the DC on that? Don't worry, Katya, we'll get to you eventually. Yeah, this is a, this is a big combat. Um, he succeeds on the constitution saving throw, which means he takes four poison damage. Is poison damage a recurring thing or is no. it just a one-off? Okay, cool. That is reassuring because I'd be in some trouble otherwise. Uh, Wolf Spider 2 will again appear and... Wolf Spider 2, did you say? Yes. So is this big boy or...? No, the okay. big boy is giant spider. Oh, cool. Um, I don't think an 11's going to hit anyone, uh, which means we're at the back of the top of the round, which is Katya. Okay, I will uh, strike at the giant spider. Yep. With the mall. Mm-hmm. It's a 14. That hits. Oh, excellent. So that will be... Two D six plus three, which is nine damage. 
Nine damage. Yeah, you take out one of its legs. <laughs> Noise. It just and its leg just curls up under it. From there, it's Leonette's turn. All right then. Um, am I um, am I able to cast cure wounds on myself, or does it have to be someone else? You can cast cure wounds on yourself, but you haven't taken it. Oh, you have taken damage. I've taken a lot of damage. damage. Thank you very yeah. much. I've taken a grand total of twelve damage so far. You're level two now. That's fine. But yes, yes you can cast cure wounds on yourself. Well, actually, I'm just trying to have a look. I think I might have a spell that is radi. Yes. Okay. Um, so if I cast uh, Burning Hands, mm-hmm. a sheet of flame shoots forth from my fingertips in a 15-foot cone. Is there any way I could cast it that would get more than one spider in that cone? If you cast up. Okay. Would that include the giant spider? No. Okay. But it would hit more than one target. Yeah, it hit the three giant wolf spiders that are hanging from the trees. Sounds good. I will look up. I will look up and cast Burning Hands, which means each creature in a 15-foot cone must make a dexterity saving throw. A creature takes 3d6 fire damage on a failed save or half on a successful one. Okay, dexterity saving throw, you said? Yes. And that's 3d6. What's the DC on that? Um, 13. 13. Uh, Can I borrow a piece of paper? So one failed. That's what I like uh, to hear. Two failed. That's what I like to hear even more. That one succeeded. That's less what I like to hear. That one also failed. Uh, okay, so two succeeded, three took damage. So roll the damage for me. Uh, all in all, it was 12 damage. 12 damage. So you uh, kill... Yeah, 12 for the failed ones. Okay, yeah, so you kill uh, three of them outright. I just picture them, yeah, they're just enveloped by the flames and burned to a crisp. Yeah. And there is one left that took six damage. Can I just, um, before my turn's over, do I have time to say something to someone? Yeah. I just turn back to Hilda and, like, just with a sort of grin on my face, I say, and that, you'll see, is one of the things that I took from the Eternal Flames teachings. (laughs) She just snorts. Just like spider bits of barbecued spiders just raining onto me. We'll focus on that when we survive. And it's Codex turn. So it is a strength check to escape. I was going to say he's still I'm stuck gonna in the I'm going to attempt to break out. Cool. Um, just standard roll? Yes. That's a 13. Yeah, you are able to bust the webbing out quite easily. And as my bonus action, I'll take the form of a grizzly bear. Okay. Welcome to the party, son. There's a bear in there. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, the one very, very... How many... I pulled out what... Yeah, two two succeeded, so they didn't take damage. Uh, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> oh my god! I just accidentally got rid of Sooner. <laughs> Wait, you killed her, or? Yeah, I killed him by accident. That's right. In, instead of one of the spiders. <laughs> He's well, back. It's fine. I was going to say soon. we can we can bring him <laughs> back. Too yeah. Sooner. Uh, oh. I 
just glad I'm not the one that said it. <laughs> right, okay. Um, yeah, so Hilda, being the one at in the front, is going to cast Thunderwave. Which means it must make a... At the uh, giant spider. That's second level, which means it must make a constitution saving throw. It rolled a four. So, let's see. Thunderwave at level two is 3d8. Three. Eight, nine, ten, eleven. Twelve. Okay, so it takes twelve damage and is pushed ten feet away. And it's looking pretty badly hurt. The big giant big boy. Yeah. Sure. And in response, it roars really loudly and is going to scuttle forward again and attempt to bite at Hilda. With an eight. And misses. Uh, from there, it is Suna's turn, who will jab at one of the surviving spiders in the trees with a spear, which is 16, which hits... 1d6. Ooh, 6 damage. And he kills the other spider. So now there is just the giant spider left, just kind of... Spiders don't really roar, but it's making some pretty pretty hurt sounds. I was going to say, because when you said before that it roared, I was like, I've never heard of that before. You know, thematic flavouring. But Nya will pull out his longbow and attack... Say 16, which hits, doing 1d8, doing 5 damage. And, yeah, he actually takes out the giant spider because it had 5 hit points left. Hell yeah! That went quicker than I thought it would. Indeed. <laughs> but you are now just kind of covered in sticky webbing in Kodak's case and surrounded by charred and bleeding bodies of dead spiders all on their backs and their legs curled in. And they're still kind of moving just a little bit. Kodak looks at you in bear. <laughs> mm-hmm. Next time I tell you to look at something, I mean look, not touch. And you see Kodak just turn and look at the tree. Just start shredding the webbing on it with his claws. <laughs> Four more spiders emerge from the tree. No, <laughs> no, no. no, no. Not with four minutes left. No. <laughs> but you are... You survived. You didn't... With the exception of uh, Leonette, you didn't take that much damage. Now that combat's over, am mm. I allowed to use a spell slot to cast Cure Wounds on myself? You can cast Cure Wounds during combat. No, but I mean, like, am I still able to... Yeah. We're not in- Sweet. Well, I will use my last spell slot to cast Cure Wounds touching myself, and um, that will be 1d8 plus 3... Which I will roll right now. Cool. That was better than I expected. That was 7 plus 3 is 10. So I'm happy about that. Cool. So you gained pretty much back almost exactly what you lost. Yeah, I'm still a little... I'm not at full HP yet, but I'm not in any danger. Yeah. You guys will be completely fine. But Hilda does just kind of shoves at the giant spider... 
uh, shoves at the giant spider with the quarter stuff. We should move on quite quickly. I think that would be a very good idea. Me too. Kodak just nods his head up and down. Yeah, she, um... Before you go anywhere, she reaches into one of the spider's, like, wounds and then just gets some of its blood, which is kind of green, and just spreads it across her son's forehead. And then they move on. I bow my head respectfully at what I assume is part of an initiation ritual or some sort of coming of age yeah, something like that. ceremony. Yeah, something like that. I will just pick my way across the corpses and follow them out of this uh, hellhole. Yeah. It's, it's a little bit difficult because as you walk past, you are walking through their lair, which is covered in webbing, so it's sticky. But there are that side of maybe what appear to be a few egg sacs and some cocooned corpses. There's oh, not much there. So we're actually walking through their lair. Yeah. yeah. Why would they lead us this way? I was going to say, so Hilda, um, Njal and Sun, Suna, Suna yeah. they led us to the lake through a spider lair. Quickest route, you, can, you could guess. That's fair. We did choose the danger zone. And I am very grateful for it. But you survived. And we did survive. Yeah. And hopefully we will continue to survive for the rest of this session. Well, we're uh, actually about to end the session. I was going to say, we're at the end. So So you've survived this session. Um, Thanks, everyone, for joining in. My apologies for the uh, chaotic energy that we've brought today. Yeah, we will do our best to make sure next week is better. But hopefully it was entertaining for you anyway. I really do hope that you had a bit of a laugh and enjoyed it because even though it probably might have been more immersive to hear the ghost story thing in a session that wasn't so nuts. I hope you at least got something out of it anyway. You need the good with the bad. I've got ink all over my fingers. Right, on that note, uh, I'm Ash. I've been your dungeon master. I'm Billy and I play Kodak. I am Ben and I am also Leonette Lawkeeper. I'm Emily and I play Katya. We hope you all have a good night. You you have been listening to 106.9 Tune FM. This has been Dungeons and Airwaves, episode four, and we will see you again next week. Have yourselves a wonderful night and a wonderful week. I learned